baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Well, Dana Lash is the number one nationally syndicated female talk radio host in the country and hosts her award-winning show, The Dana Show, from Dallas, Texas. She's the author of three books, the nationally best-selling Hands Off My Gun, Defending the Plot to Disarm America, which turned the tide in the gun control debate, Flyover Nation, and Grace Cancelled, which details the country's cancel culture and denial of redemption. Dana appears regularly on television news and has provided election analysis and commentary for Fox, ABC, CNN, and HBO. You can catch her daily right here on KNSS. From 11 a.m. to 2, Dana, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show again, my friend. Thanks so much, John. I, I, I love hanging out. I love hearing from people in the KNSF area. And it's always fun to talk with you because you get it. Well, thank you. That's, that's very kind of you to say. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Dana, you've been a, a Second Amendment advocate for well over a decade. And I got to ask, in the wake of... The Nashville shooting, and we just had this recent one again now in Alabama. You know, there's this loud and 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 sadly predictable call for gun control and and bans, and uh, it just seems like you and I both know that's not the solution because the cartels aren't going to turn in their guns, and the crime, right? You know, the criminals aren't going to turn in their guns. It's not like Joe Biden's going to do an assault weapons ban, and all the gangbangers and the crips in the hoods are going to say, oh, well, we've got to go turn them in, guys. So, I mean, yeah, it, the law-abiding citizens aren't the problem here, and yet that's who they're targeting. Exactly. No, you're right, John. And, and you know, whenever you have gang activity, you know, gangbangers, if they're getting ready to do a drive-by, they don't go, oh, wait a minute, I don't have my license to carry. <laughs> or, oh, wait a minute, I think we're going into an area where, you know, they say that we're not allowed to bring our firearms. So I guess I can't go with you to commit this, you know, felonious criminal activity. Right. Yeah. That there's a sticker. There's a sticker on the yeah, door. You know, I'm not I'm not a betting. I'm not a betting person, but I would put money on that, that that conversation doesn't happen. That seems like a safe bet. No, the the problem with all of this is the unacknowledged truth. We've we've always had guns in this country. I mean, for crying out loud, this was a country 
that was built upon having the same weapons of war as the monarchy that ruled us. We've always had guns in this country. And, the, and you know, sadly, mass casualty incidents are a new phenomenon. And, and we've the issue isn't the presence of firearms as though they have some inherent evil trait that, you know, transfers this evil intent onto people who bear them. We, we've always had firearms, but we haven't always had a breakdown in culture. We haven't always had a breakdown in family and a lack of respect and appreciation for life and compassion for our fellow neighbor. I mean, you know, quite frankly, it's like, you know, a hellscape out there. I mean, it, some of the video that I've seen of like the rioting and the looting and, you know, just like assault in cities like Portland with Antifa and then the looting and rioting and women getting attacked and, you know, doorways in Chicago. Right. I mean, this is new. This isn't stuff that, you know, you didn't see stuff stuff like this, you know, I mean, I didn't see stuff like this when I was a kid. I mean, it's a very new phenomenon. And and the problem is the breakdown in the building blocks of society, which is the home. But people don't want to have that conversation because for a couple of reasons, they don't want to have a conversation because they don't know how to deal with it. It seems like a very big problem, which it is. And they don't want to take the time to try to convince people uh, because really, I mean, all, all of us are kind of indicted in a way. Um, but secondly, they don't want to address that fact because a lot of the people that are pushing the control regulations now on individuals are the same people that were pushing anti-family policies on the people all throughout, you know, the past like 50 to 60 years. And so that's, you know, that's contributed to this major problem. That's the issue. That's what nobody wants to talk about. It's never, it's, we've always had guns. We haven't always had this breakdown in society. That's the truth. This parallels nicely with something that I saw actually in your Twitter feed. I, I follow you on Twitter You've got a phenomenal. I'm so sorry for the other night. Uh, oh, oh, my well, God. We all Some have. Some are like, you know, you hit your limit. And you're like, I'm done. I'm just <laughs> done with this. I got to take the trash out. It's like that movie Roadhouse, which is one of the best films ever committed yes. to celluloid, where they say, where Dalton's like, look, it, it, be nice until it's time to not be nice. Yeah. I just recently had my time to not be nice, so I apologize. <laughs> no, it's okay. And, and if people don't know what, what we're talking about, follow Dana on Twitter. She's at Oh, at my God. No, what are you doing, Don? <laughs> You don't want more followers on Twitter. I mean, I do, but like, you know, maybe after this week. Like, I'm really sassy this week. After this week, it's okay. Yeah, it was, well, most, okay, most of your Twitter feed is good. Don't get me wrong. I've had Twitter moments. Trust me. I, I had a Twitter moment a few years ago when, uh, get this, I dared, I dared to share the fact that we had a Wichita school board member who was, participating in drag he was doing drag which is fine but he was a candidate for the school board and so i just shared whether or not that you know parents had a right to know and after there were three hundred thousand shares all of which were Mm -hmm. out of the state of kansas you can only imagine the kind of feedback i got so i'm sure you had made some friends oh yeah friends is a nice way (laughs) much like you did much like you did so yes we all have our our moments in social media there you go. and you know give it time to go by um yeah but no this the the tweet i was referring to was one that you tweeted out so and i completely agree with and it, you said tired of seeing people on the right go back to the old and broke pattern of being scared and running from tough issues and yes. i i completely agree because I know you're what you're referring to in the in the actual tweet was the abortion debate, but this can apply to so many things like gun control or the fight mm-hmm. to save women's sports or this radical transgender movement. It applies to all of the things that, you know, the traditional values and the, the foundational principles of the conservative movement. And there are too many Republicans that are afraid or unwilling to stand up to the woke mob. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and the, what how this came about was I saw some people on the right who were very nervous about having the abortion discussion in some states. And Uh-oh. they were saying, and it wasn't it wasn't just DeSantis, it was like Kemp and some of these others in states where they recently passed like various week, you know, restrictions. And they were saying, you know, Republic the Republican Party cannot go out, you know, this strict and and hope to win people over. And I thought that's a really myopic way of looking at this. First off, on messaging for that, what works well in Florida doesn't isn't going to work well in Wisconsin. And what works well in Wisconsin is not going to work well in like Florida or Georgia. And I think that these Republicans who are making predictions by assuming that, you know, the the people who are doing this and are very successful doing this in their states, that this isn't known, um, I think is disingenuous. And I think it's like defeatist on purpose. Because, you know, these are people who not only won major statewide majorities. I mean, for crying out loud, Florida was a swing state. I remember election night 2012 covering the election, and I was watching the numbers coming in, and I thought, we just lost Florida. And, I mean, I don't even think 34% of the vote was in for the state yet. And I knew exactly where the demos were going to come in across the state. I'm like, we just lost Florida. That was a swing state. Now they don't even have a single Democrat in statewide elected office. Miami-Dade and Palm Beach County, for the love of all things holy, went Republican. That meant that not only do they have like their supermajority, they were not just convincing Republican voters. They were getting non-traditional GOP voters. They were getting Democrats to go along with this. Like, for instance, the parental rights and education bill, that had like over 63 percent support by Floridians. And a lot of those were, were Democrats who were like, yeah, we would like to have a little bit of input in our kids' education, too. So people who are saying that, oh, well, you know, it's uh, we can't have this messaging. I think the people who are winning elections or know that. I mean, and they're winning the elections. The people who are trying to, you know, step on the brakes, they, those are not the people winning the elections. Whenever you water down conservatism, you fail at the ballot box. But furthermore, this is just it's this is this old and broke pattern of people who are scared. They run from tough issues like, oh, let's maybe leave Bud Light alone or let's not have the fight with Disney or, you know, like Nancy Mace literally just gave an interview a week and a half ago where she was saying, well, you know, maybe we have to do some things about the Second Amendment. And then she started promoting universal background checks, which, as you know, John, cannot function without an actual literal registry. Right. Yep. All of this stuff is already federal regulated, including legal interstate purchases. These are people who are walking away from the tough issues because they're too afraid to fight. So the messaging problem isn't coming from the people who are fighting these issues head on and taking these issues on. The messaging problem is coming from the people in the Republican Party who want to run from the fight. And as a dear friend of mine once said, if these people cannot sell freedom, they suck. Whenever you water down conservatism, you fail the ballot box. I love that line. I, I absolutely love that line, Dana. We're talking with nationally syndicated radio talk show host Dana Lash. Dana, I want to play something for you. Again, your Twitter feed, you, my, my mm-hmm. source, my source for topic material. Uh, <laughs> Florida Governor Ron DeSantis weighed in on the Bud Light uh, Dylan Mulvaney story recently. Uh, he was asked what he thought about men taking women's places in sports and advertising. And, uh, well, he said this. And so some of this is, yes, it's taking away opportunities in athletics and some other stuff, and that's really, really important. But I think there's also just the issue of, are we going to be a society based on truth? Are we going to be a society based on deceit? And if you take a man and they dress up as a woman and you tell me I have to accept that they're a woman, then you're asking me to be complicit in a lie. I, I just think that is such mm-hmm. a perfect way of articulating this point. And that is really what they're asking us to do. Look, I don't care if you want to dress up like a, a man or a woman or whatever. Fine. It's a free country. But don't ask me to then 
perpetuate that story, that delusion. Well, and it's even about more than that. I mean, you know, I go back to the, the story out of Virginia where you had two high school girls who were under the age of 17, one of whom was raped in her high school bathroom by a legal-aged male who was choosing to, quote-unquote, identify as a female that day. And then the school tried to hide it, and they transferred him to another school where he attacked another minor female, sexually assaulted her in a bathroom because he chose to use that restroom because it, it, it corresponded with how he identified that day. This issue, it goes beyond even the accepting of someone else's self-perception because you know some of the, the violent reactions that I have seen have been from people who are violently reacting to the rejection of their self-perception. No one's owed that, by the way. Right. But this is also about women being safe and, and, and being safe in their spaces. There's a reason why we have that. You know, when I was growing up, I was always told, listen to your gut instinct. You know, if you're out somewhere and you're around, you know, a member of the opposite sex, you feel uncomfortable, you know, uh, you know get, you know, find some friends or, you know, all women are told to listen to their gut on this. And now the same biological fear response that women are feeling whenever things don't seem right, because they're usually not according to the history of criminal statistics and history of violence against women, whenever they feel like, you know, they might not be safe. Now society tells us, no, you're, that feeling is bigotry. It's your bigotry. Right. It actually makes women more vulnerable and less safe. And it also does a number on, you know, young men. When you have men who are with less severe physical consequences, when you have men who are or women who are dressing up as men and trying to have access to men's spaces, men deserve to have their spaces just as much as women do. So it's even beyond like I, I it, it, it's one thing to have someone who wants to do what they want to do in their own personal time. But when they take it to the public sphere, the public you know, uh, uh, place, the, the public square, and they're telling people, you have to affirm my self-perception, even at the expense of your own comfort, accommodation, right? That's when I and everybody else has a problem because we we use phrases now like birthing persons and uh, menstruating yeah. persons, which I don't even understand how that works in the context of health. It's like that's like plague doctor flat earth stuff <laughs> that we we have come so far and made so many medical advancements. I don't really feel like going back to the dark ages so that I can pretend in someone's cosplay theater. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And ironically, we had Riley Gaines on the show last week. Uh, she's a, I don't know if you've had mm -hmm. her on, but she is amazing. And we talked about her experience at San Francisco State University. And I, I, that, you know, where she's being assaulted, she's being threatened for championing women's rights. And now, you know, the, the left is actively attacking and marginalizing women in this country. It's really sad how this has evolved. It is. It's incredibly sad. I mean, that was wild to watch a woman be hit by a man who was dressed up as a woman. Right. And that's sort of, you know, the and the she's sad... being, and she's the one being called the bigot. Yeah, she's being called the bigot. That's the sad, ridiculous <laughs> irony of what third wave feminism has become, because they used women and fear mongered women for votes. There are people like Gloria Steinem who got rich off of scaring women and dividing women, and then now they serve them up on a silver platter to be consumed by the ultimate progressive patriarchy, which is this movement. And I mean, I've never, I, I mean, I just, I've never thought that women would actually be the end of women or would be the, 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 the driving force 
behind the erasure of women. Thankfully, there are a lot of women that are standing up, even those that I would not normally find common ground with. People like J.K. Rowling who have don't screw with me money and can say, you know, they can say things like women exist and they don't have to worry. Whereas everyone else, like they're expected to bend a knee under threat of like violence against their person or being canceled in their professional life. I mean, this is a violent movement. It is a violent movement that has a violent history. We've seen numerous videos, not just here in the United States, but of females you know, in, in Australia and in the UK that they just go and speak about the existence of women and the importance of women's health care. And then like a riot breaks out. It is the wildest thing I have ever seen. But, you know, unfortunately, that's the time that's the time that we're living in. But women have to step up for this. And, you know, and, and, and I also want to add this too, John, um, I'm not going to ignore what's happening to women for the sake of some paltry political donations from Anheuser-Busch, who's donated equally to Democrats and Republicans over the years, but not so much in 2020 when they donated more to Biden than they did Trump. I'm not going to women are worth more than those political donations well and i should note again i go back to your twitter feed here your pinned tweet from 2019 never bend a knee to the rage mob ever mm -hmm. so i just you know that you're you've been consistent on this you've pushed back on this for years and frankly i'm glad to see you're doing that because somebody and as you highlighted out earlier there are those on the right who are afraid to do it i'm glad to see you're not one of them if folks want to follow you again you're at d lash and it's danalash.com and of course they can catch your show every weekday from 11 to 2 right here on knss correct Yes, sir, they can. And thanks so much, John. I, I, I love hanging out. I love hearing from people in the KNSF area. And this has been, it's always fun to talk with you because you get it. I appreciate you, Dana. Thank you again and carry on the fight, my friend. Yes, sir. Thanks, John. We'll take a quick break. And when we return, we'll discuss the ongoing crisis at our southern border with Numbers USA Vice President Chris Shemolensky. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. We'll be back right after this. Child care is a calling where you inspire young hearts, play an essential role in the lives of families, and help keep the Kansas economy moving. Kansas needs more child care professionals. Child care is calling. Will you answer? Say thank you to child care professionals for everything they do for Kansas children and consider what a career in child care could mean for you. Find help getting started at childcareinkansas.com. At Midwest Kia, we know that car shopping can feel like one big April Fool's joke. Finding available inventory, qualifying for a good rate on a loan, and making sense of all the promises being advertised can take all the fun out of car shopping. Not this April, and not at Midwest Kia. Come see us for the promise of a better way to buy. Simple processes, transparent pricing never marked up over MSRP, and always with the intention of getting you into your new Kia fast. Get up to $1,500 in rebates and special APR offers as low as 2.9% on your next new Kia. We've got the vehicles in stock ready to go and the staff to help you find the perfect fit for you. Plus, every new Kia comes with our amazing 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty. This April, don't be fooled by the old car sales tricks. Visit us at MidwestKia.com and experience the better way to buy. And remember, we want to see you in a Midwest Kia. $1,500 rebate off MSRP in stock units only. 2023 Kia Nero EV, 2.9% APR up to 48 months. $2,209 per month for 1000 financed. Qualifying buyers only. See dealer for details. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Yeah, 
There's no penalty to pay Should you get caught illegally immigrating Come to the USA It will be your lucky day Cause when you get in There's lots of goodies waiting <laughs> Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wake Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. <laughs> Little Ray Stevens, come to the USA. <laughs> Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Well, the House Judiciary Committee took up H.R. 2640, the Border Security Enforcement Act of 2023 recently, the bill would reportedly tighten asylum eligibility, expand migrant family detention, and crack down on the employment of undocumented workers. Yeah, good luck with that. This comes as a new report found the number of illegal immigrants released into the U.S. during the Biden administration has now surpassed 2 million. <sighs> Joining us now to discuss... The ongoing crisis at our southern border is Numbers USA Vice President Chris Shemelinski. Chris, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show again, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, <laughs> Chris, I-, I can't remember how many times that we have sadly had this conversation. Um, and nothing seems to change. I mean, Congress has done absolutely nothing to really fix this problem what makes us think that this bill is going to make any difference? Why, why, what's going to change? Well, if if it can be enacted, I, I think this bill will have a have a huge impact. Um, the one thing that it's going to it's going to do, you know, you mentioned a couple of the bullet points. Um, the overarching theme of that is it's going to end catch and release. You mentioned the two million figure. That's two million roughly 2 million illegal aliens that have been released into the United States by the Biden administration after crossing the border illegally, uh, that essentially is catch and release. They catch them, they process them, and then they release them into the United States. Um, and, and that's why these people keep coming. That's why we continue to see these, these border numbers increase uh, month after month after month, because they know that the Biden administration isn't going to turn them away. They're going to release most of them into the U.S., so what these policies will, will, will do is they'll forbid the administration uh, from, from releasing them into the United States. And if they do continue to do that, it, it actually gives some authority to the states, the border states in particular, to, to come after, go after the, the administration for not doing their job of enforcing border security and, and, and stopping the border. And, and then you mentioned workplace enforcement. You know, the, the, the people that are being released without work permits or the one million plus gotaways that aren't included in that number, you know, none of these people have authorization to work here in the United States. But the reason why they came is because they know they can work here. So if you mandate you verify for all businesses to make sure that they only hire individuals who are authorized to work in the U.S., um, then you may deter some of that illegal immigration from coming in the first place. So you mentioned the key here, and that is 
if there's a chance it gets passed. So, okay, we can, right. we might be able to get it through the House. Then, you know, Chucky Schumer ain't going to take this up. So it dies in the Senate, even if, let's say, there's a rare, I don't know, Chuck's absent that day. Uh, let's say it happens to pass the Senate. Joe Biden vetoes this, doesn't he? In in all likelihood, yes. So here we go. I, I mean, it, it's this right. is, you know, so again, we're back at the same problem. And uh, I mean, it, it, it's like a, I saw a video and I actually I think I saw this on, on your Twitter feed, a video from a Fox News photographer earlier this week that showed part, just part of a group of over 700 illegals that had crossed illegally into El Paso last Wednesday and congressional Democrats who said that they think that anyone should be allowed into the U.S. if they say they want a job. I, I, I want a job. I mean, I mean you know, yeah. I, we got a long list of Americans that are looking for jobs. Why? Right. I mean, it's I, there's just such a disconnect here. There really is, you know, and they're still they're still claiming, oh, we, we need these people coming and fill fill these all these all these new jobs that keep opening up every single month. Um, you know, if you look at the job numbers, job numbers for last month, yeah, we are still adding some some new jobs to the economy, but it's not nearly what we were adding a year ago. And, and we still have a large pool of Americans um, who lost their jobs during the COVID-19 pandemic and have yet, not yet gotten back into the labor force. So we still have a long way to go to, to, to restoring our economy back to where it was. Um, you know, and bringing in bringing in people illegally isn't isn't the answer to that solution. But that's that's what they hang the, their their hat on. But back to your your original point about you know Biden's gonna in all likelihood he he will veto it. But I I think especially House Republicans they have to do something. Um, they they have to pass legislation. Uh, that that's what the Democrats did, knowing that in a split fifty fifty Senate during the last Congress, it wasn't going to see the light of day in the Senate. Um, but I, they still need to do something. They still need to show the American right. people that we can pass legislation on this issue. And this is where we stand and draw that line in the sand. Yeah, I guess you're right. At least that way they're showing that they tried. They're showing they accomplished something. Right, right. And then they can go back to their constituents and say, look, this is the stuff we pass. Give us a Senate. Give us a president. And you can get this stuff into law. We're we're talking with Numbers USA Vice President Chris Shemalinski. And uh, I mean, I guess this goes part and parcel with the administration that they're having to deal with. In his testimony before Congress this week, DHS Secretary Mayorkas uh, responded to this whole border fiasco by claiming he had, quote, operational control <laughs> over the border. Uh is anybody up there buying this horse manure? I mean, does anybody buy that? No, <laughs> no. Um, well, you know, they they claim to say that they have operational control because they know what's happening down there. Yeah, I mean, that's um, like that, that's know, like they, a daycare that says we can manage, you know, our fifteen uh, kids. I mean, yeah, it's like herding right, cats. Right. You, you can ma- quote unquote, we're managing them, but <laughs> whatever. Right, right. You know, it's 
it's like you know the 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 security team at Walmart or something. Right, say, yeah. Oh yeah, we know people are shoplifting from us because we're watching them right there on our yeah. own television screen. <laughs> but you're not. Other than doing that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So we've to a certain extent we've lowered the bar of what that term is, and it's actually a term uh, that is in, in in federal law, and it means full awareness of. Of, of all illegal border crossings being able to to stop all illegal border crossings no we're not doing that you know as i as i mentioned earlier we've got more than a million gotaways since the Biden administration took office so yeah you're you're catching a lot of people who are crossing the border illegally and then just releasing them into the united states anyway um but there still are a lot of people that are getting in and those are the ones that we know about because they've triggered they've triggered cameras or sensors or we've been able to track footprints or or something to that effect. Um, so there's, there's in all likelihood, there are others that are getting in that we don't have awareness of. Uh, so it's just a preposterous statement, and and it just it just amazes me how Secretary Mayorkas can go before Congress and just defend the administration's actions. Um, you know, they've 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 done a lot of things to try to. Uh, to try to lessen the visual effect of the border crisis. That's how I'll phrase it. They haven't discouraged anyone from coming, though. They've right. just tried to create somewhat of a more orderly process so it doesn't show up on Fox News every single night. Well, you know, somebody needs to remind them that the little white speck on the top of bird poop is still bird poop. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> this is this is what we're talking about. And, and, and to make matters worse, Mayorkas told Congress on Tuesday that the Department of Homeland Security is far short on detention space needed and is going to actually have to release currently detained illegals in order to prepare for a surge of more illegals that they're anticipating next month. Is that right? I mean, so we're going to have to let the ones that we're currently holding go so we can make room for new ones. <laughs> right, right. How about we just not let anyone in? There you go. It's a novel concept. <laughs> seems it seems to be a pretty simple simple answer. And you know, the first step uh, that that the Republican the Republican led House tried to tried to put tried to move was HR twenty nine. It was a bill introduced by Representative Chip Roy down in Texas, and that would have required the Department of Homeland Security to either detain everybody who crossed the border illegally, and if they didn't have the ability to detain them because of possibly lack of detention space, then they had to turn them away or, or put them into something like a remain in Mexico type program where they have to stay in Mexico until their court date. Um, but that's not what the administration has done. And, and as long as they continue to catch and release people and, and it, it's just, it's, it's sort of a comical, it's, it's a comical response from, from Mayorkas because, okay, if the Republican led house, were to provide the Department of Homeland Security with one million beds to detain illegal aliens here in the U.S., do you think the Biden administration would use those beds? Absolutely not. They no. would still be releasing that. No, yeah, because that's not what they want. They want they want voters. I mean, let's be honest. That's what this is exactly. about. Uh, right. Chris, I appreciate you, brother. If folks want to follow you, like I said, I found that one story on your Twitter feed, which is at Numbers USA, and they can find you online at NumbersUSA.com, correct? That's right. And, and at Numbers USA on all the social media uh, outlets. I appreciate you, brother. Carry on a fight, my friend. Thank you. 
We'll take a quick break to pay a few bills. And coming up, Danielle Underwood from Kansans for Life will join us to discuss the governor's veto of the Born Alive Abortion Act and their upcoming Wichita fundraiser with former White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Some choices are easy, like choosing U.S. Cellular prepaid and our amazing plans over other wireless providers with offers that sound good until they hit you with a bunch of extra fees. And speaking of choices, how about choosing between two exciting free phones? That's right. Get your choice of a free Galaxy A14 5G or a free Moto G Power when you get our lowest price unlimited plan for $40 a month and no extra fees. Because at U.S. Cellular prepaid, what you see is what you get. Terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. Plumbing troubles? Call the experts at Superior Plumbing, your best choice for brand name parts, professional plumbing repairs, and licensed, certified technicians. Serving Wichita over 50 years for sump pumps, water heaters, showers, tubs, sinks, faucets, water softeners, and more. Online at superiorplumbingict.com. Superior Plumbing will come running because we care, treat you fair and square. And our name says it all superior. 684-8349. When you've got something special to say, how to read says it for you. Your anniversary is just around the corner. Yes, this is a friendly reminder from the jeweler. It helps you make the day you almost forgot a day she remembers forever. Hi, I'm Daniel, owner of Pal Jewelry in Newmarket Square. How can we make this anniversary the one which makes her feel loved and so beautiful? It's simple. Giver 5 has two parts. One part is where you raise your hand in the air for her to give you that high five. The other part is a little jewelry box from Pal Jewelry. And inside is her sparkling five-stone diamond anniversary. Band. Happy anniversary, baby. You say as you hand her that little box. She opens it and sees her five-stone diamond band. After she gives you a nice big kiss, then it's hand up in the air for a high five to celebrate your love and passion for each other. Excited slap guarantees. Come see us today at Pal Jewelry in our new location in Newmarket Square, home of the High Five Diamonds. Over 400 area school teachers need your help at the 27th Annual Adopt-A-School Fundraiser sponsored by Eck Auto Group on June 19th. Volunteer or donate at AdoptAschoolKansas.com or call 200-2953 to help area teachers. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by downloading your 
Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Well, predictably, late-term Laura vetoed the Born Again, or excuse me, the Born Alive Infant Protection Act recently. Uh, Dan loves to call her that. Dan Hawkins has nicknamed her late-term Laura. It's very appropriate. This veto gives abortionists free reign to walk away as a living, breathing baby dies on the table. This is not only radical, but also inhumane. Hopefully the legislature will have the votes necessary to override that veto later this next week. Joining us now to discuss the bill, the chances of a successful override, and their upcoming fundraiser, with former White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany is Danielle Underwood from Kansans for Life. Danielle, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show, my friend. Hey, John. It's so great to be with you. Thanks uh, for having me. You're you're very welcome. It, it's always a pleasure. And uh, <sighs> elections have consequences. You know, we warned folks. Uh, about the you know what would happen if Laura Kelly got reelected despite you know her her lies about being middle of the road and promising to work across the aisle, but to abandon the dignity of life by openly advocating for ending an infant's life once it's outside the womb is is it, it's pretty unfathomable. I just can't. What kind of person? I mean, looks at that. I mean, just the, just the thought of this particular. Uh, there's a reason Democrats voted for this in the legislature when their party yeah. is so openly pro-abortion and and hostile towards pro-life, and yet two of them voted for yes. it. I, I just yes. I don't understand her positioning here. Yes, we had several Democrats vote in in both House and Senate in favor of this, and you know it was it was. The, the testimony for this was powerful, first of all. You know, I highly recommend if people haven't seen it that they go back and they listen because we had a, a legislator, uh, Representative Bryce, who is a doctor, who came and testified to his personal experience of being called to a code blue and arriving there in, in, that, um, in that room and realizing that there was a very small infant lying on a cold metal table crying softly, um, who was not being cared for as the abortionist stood there Ugh. next to it, refusing to do anything. And, and, you know, they also heard from, from two different survivors. So there was personal firsthand testimony that these legislators heard from, and, and there were misty eyes in both parties. So, yes, there were some Democrats who followed their heart, and they said, forget the party. I'm going to do what's right. And that's really what we want them to do now. Kansans, we, so Kansans for Life is urging all Kansans to contact your legislator. doesn't matter what party they're in. Tell them that they need to do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, Daniel, let's set aside your organization. Set aside your personal view on, yes. on whether abortion is a choice or something. I mean, I, I don't care. We don't do this to animals, you know, we won't do the Humane Society treats 
you know, animals better than Laura Kelly is treating babies at this point. This is vile. This is disgusting. This is Nuremberg stuff. This is Nazi mm. stuff. I mean, let's just be honest here. I'm I'm just shocked. I'm utterly shocked. I served. I mean, she was across the hall, but I know Laura Kelly. I served with her. I actually served on a joint committee with her. And I know that she was a little leftist, but I never thought I always thought she would at least had a heart. This is just I don't understand their. Yep. This is so wholly and, political. They're and owned. Why. Yep. And that's why, I mean, legislators from both sides of the aisle stood together to say the simple fact that babies born alive after an attempted abortion should not be left to die on a cold steel table. They deserve protection and the same medical care as any other newborn of the same gestational age. This is basic and this is common sense. And what we're at now is we're, we're at this battle between common sense and crazy. I mean, right. literally crazy. So, I mean, that, that's where we are. And you know, this is not this is not an abortion bill. This is not this. The, the baby is already outside of the mother. That baby is separated from the mother and breathing on its own, you know, possibly crying. It's this is and, and people people like to pretend that it's not happening. That's the crazy thing. So in the state of Kansas, we don't currently keep any statistics about when this is happening. And part of this bill is to rectify that situation. We need to know how many times this is happening. The states that are keeping stats, they tell us that it is happening. Arizona is keeping stats. We also have stats from places like Canada where we know that these babies are happening. So, you know, when they're real, they, they're, they're not a myth. They're real, and they deserve protection. So absolutely, you need to get on the phone and call your legislator and say, do the right thing and stand up for these babies who are born alive after an attempted abortion. Yeah, it's, uh, I, uh, you know, the sad part is the left and and the media, I, I've seen some of it where they're applauding the veto and going so far as to say, you know, the value of them both vote proves that, that uh, Kansans support the governor's position. This is so far beyond where I think most Kansans are on this issue. I, I know people who were pro-life who voted against value them both because they were confused or they didn't understand the language. Or I know people who say they voted no because it didn't go far enough. <laughs> I guarantee you they wouldn't support this. It's, you know, the, Kansas is still a pro-life state. This is, I, I just, um, this is a, a real head yes. scratcher for me. Well, yeah. And we have to remember that they were, they were sold that by, by being told that, Abortion was "quote unquote" heavily regulated. Right. So, well, not anymore. To your point, <laughs> <laughs> to your point yeah. I, I mean, but this again, this is not even about abortion. This is about a living human being, separate and on its own, completely vulnerable, and that this baby is its own patient. This little boy or little girl deserves the care of a physician yeah. at that moment, at whatever is appropriate for that gestational age. That's all it's saying. So, you know, it, it's it's very basic. It's very common sense. And there is no reason that our legislators shouldn't be able to get this done. This is if we can't find enough votes for people to stand up and say this is true, then what can we then we have, you know, we've got to see the hope here. Right. Yes. And stand up for these babies. We're talking with Daniel Underwood from Kansans for Life. I'm glad you mentioned 
that line that, that was used during the, the whole value them both argument that, you know, oh, well, we're already heavily regulated because we're already seeing now lawsuits and efforts to to unregulate, to, to you know, tear down the current uh, laws. There's already challenges, multiple of them working their way through. There's going to be more lawsuits. And I think one of the things that we have to keep doing is is have organizations like yours that are willing to fight back. And part of that is the fundraising. We saw the Sedgwick County Republican Party had a great presentation Thursday night where they brought in a speaker, talked about the dark money that, that comes out, all of it mm-hmm. largely out of D.C. And the millions and millions of dollars that, you know, unaccounted for, nobody knows where it's coming, who who's actually behind it. And he was just, I mean, illustrating that the millions that were spent no traces in particular on value them both up five to one, six to one, 10 to one in some cases. And that's why you guys do some of the fundraisers that you do. And you've got one coming up with Kaylee McEnany, the former white house press secretary. She is a rock star, current Fox news co-host on numbered. She's a a New York times bestseller. The event is coming up Saturday, June 10th at the Hyatt. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So, I mean, in, in terms of White House press secretary, she is by far my favorite oh, yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. I just love to watch her in action. She's beautiful. She's wait, brilliant. Wait, you, She's a you young don't like mother. you don't like Corinne Jean Pierre? You know? Oh, well, <laughs> I really love Kaylee. Kaylee <laughs> is a rock star. Talk about so talk about so, going so, down. Talk about a downgrade. Oh gosh, it is. It was rough. Yes, it is rough every day that we have to watch. But we're so glad to have Kaylee coming in because not only is she, I mean, she's Harvard Law educated. She's she's amazing. But she's this rising pro-life voice. She's really come out and unapologetically stood up for traditional family values and especially for her pro-life values. And she's got a brand new book that's coming out and she's dedicated a couple chapters to it. And it's just really exciting to see her stand up and, and, and be a new voice, you know, just so she's just gets right to the point and she can, she can speak it, she can bring it. And I know that she is going to help us to leave there feeling energized and encouraged. Um, you know, this is our 40 year anniversary right. and it's, it's our first banquet since the overturn of Roe versus Wade. This is a time for courage and perseverance because there are some who would like to silence pro-life voices. Yep. You know, we, you know, we feel that every day, that pressure, but we can't allow that because we are the ones who are speaking out for those who don't have a voice. So, you know, our events, they are amazing. I think I say we have the very best people in all of Wichita who will be there, really in the whole state. I mean, just the, the hearts of the people who come to these events, you cannot help but leave there feeling amazing. It's going to be a great night. And so we want to send everybody to the banquet website. It's kflictbanquet.com. And you can get information there about how you can get your tickets. Maybe you get together with a group of friends and get a table. Um, Maybe you want to be a sponsor. We're still accepting sponsorships because we're doing the hard work in the trenches every day. And we need everybody's help to do that. If we all pitch in, we're going to get this done because we're going to see this to the end. Well, I reached out to uh, one of our show sponsors. I am. I bet you can imagine who that is and asked I him. I, I think, uh, I think we may have something coming for you, but uh, Fantastic. Uh, it's it, like you. you said, it's KFL ICT And like, I, I know what you mean about the events. Cause your last one with Jim Caviezel was amazing. 
the cra- you're right. Yeah. The crowd is fantastic, and uh, the, these events are are uh, they're great fun. And and the meaning, the message that you get. And you're right. We did. We took one on the chin, and we can't let that knock us down. The whole key is not how you get hit; it's how you get up. And we need yeah. to we need to get up, and we need to carry on the fight. Again, it's Saturday, June 10th. At the Hyatt, and it's kflictbanquet.com. And if folks want information, they get tickets and everything else at that website, correct? That is right. Yeah. Danielle, I appreciate you. And, you know, you know, if you ever want to come on, this is an open invitation for you. Well, we sure appreciate that. We we love you to death. Thank you so much. You're you're very welcome. And, uh, you know, anytime you need anything, just holler, all right? All right. Sounds great. Thank you, Daniel. We'll take a quick break, and then I want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. At Midwest Kia, we know that car shopping can feel like one big April Fool's joke. Finding available inventory, qualifying for a good rate on the loan, and making sense of all the promises being advertised can take all the fun out of car shopping. Not this April, and not at Midwest Kia. Come see us for the promise of a better way to buy. Simple processes, transparent pricing never marked up over MSRP, and always with the intention of getting you into your new Kia fast. Get up to $1,500 in rebates and special APR offers as low as 2.9% on your next new Kia. We've got the vehicles in stock ready to go and the staff to help you find the perfect fit for you. Plus, every new Kia comes with our amazing 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty. This April, don't be fooled by the old car sales tricks. Visit us at MidwestKia.com and experience the better way to buy. And remember, we want to see you in a Midwest Kia. $1,500 rebate off MSRP in stock units only. 2023 Kia Nero EV, 2.9% APR up to 48 months. $2,209 per month for $1,000 finance. Qualifying buyers only. See dealer for details. This is Kevin Darmafall from the National Weather Service. On days severe weather is expected, be prepared, not scared. When the National Weather Service issues a severe thunderstorm or tornado watch, it means conditions are favorable for the development of severe storms in your area, usually over the next several hours. Go about your plans, however, be aware that weather conditions could change quickly. Be prepared and know where to take shelter if a warning is issued. A storm is considered severe if it is expected to produce hail one inch in diameter or larger and damaging wind gusts of around 60 miles per hour or stronger. If these conditions are observed or indicated by Doppler radar, the National Weather Service will issue a severe thunderstorm warning. Severe thunderstorms can also produce tornadoes. If a tornado is indicated by Doppler radar or observed by a storm spotter, a tornado warning will be issued. When a severe thunderstorm or tornado warning is issued, it is your time to act and take shelter immediately. The interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building or home, preferably in a basement, is the safest place to be. Stay away from windows. Remember to have a plan and be prepared when a watch is issued, and then take action and seek shelter when a warning is issued or threatening weather is imminent. Be prepared, not scared. This information is brought to you by the National Weather Service and this station. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wake Hartman. Saturday. 
Wow. It's been a good show. We're running up against it. You know who sponsors us. We love him. Good enough. <laughs> Blake, thank you for sticking around. You're, li- you're listening to the John Whitmer Show. Thank you for sticking around, my friend. John, thank you for having me on. Thank you for not telling me to resign. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll put that up as a win. Yes. Uh, glad, I'm glad to join you here from Hillsboro as city councilman. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right, yes. Congrats. Yes. Uh, we've got some great things going on in Hillsborough. I'd love to talk with you about that later. Anytime. However, however, um, I wanted to talk to you about the uh, presidential campaign of 2024. Oh, um, yeah. you might. Are you talking about that new yes. Fox News poll that came out? Yes, I am. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, what... um, I also saw that uh, Joe Biden is uh, expecting to run for re-election. Donald Trump is attacking Ron DeSantis. I saw like, that too. What is all this all about? You know, uh, I, I think he's scared, and I think Joe Biden doesn't even know if he's running. I think they're just he's doing what he's told. Uh, we're running up against my top of the hour, brother. I love you. Yeah, Call my me, bad, brother. No, it's okay. Call me next week. We're gonna have a great show. In the meantime, carry on, fellow deplorables. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.